Welcome to episode 127 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church for Christ Church. And anybody uh, who would care to listen in, I am uh, delighted to uh, be sitting here with my uh, good friend, uh, the Reverend Dr. Ivor Martin, who is the principal of Edinburgh Theological Seminary in Edinburgh, Scotland. Ivor, it's good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for your welcome. And we're looking so forward to hearing you preach God's word to us uh, later uh, today. And uh, we've just enjoyed a good meal. And so we're going to have a little uh, discussion uh, about uh, Edinburgh Theological Seminary. I know that uh, many are interested to hear about uh, your work over there uh, in the Holy Land of Presbyterianism. Um, but before we talk about the uh, seminary, uh, Ivor, uh, perhaps we can uh, let our folks know uh, just a little bit about you uh, personally. Tell us, tell us about yourself, um, uh, where, where you grew up and uh, where you uh, did your, your studies and uh, perhaps where you've pastored. Well, I'm not sure how many of you have been on the show, Paul and Ive, and how you are, and how you are, and so you didn't understand a word. <laughs> Not uh, a word. I can, I can assure you that it was all positive. I'm just saying that it was, uh, I'm so thankful to be here and to enjoy fellowship with you and your wife and, and uh, your family and your church. Uh, that is Scots Gaelic, by the way. and Scots Gaelic. Yeah, it kind of betrays uh, the kind of home I was brought up in. My dad was a pastor. Uh, He came from the Isle of Lewis in Scotland and uh, both my mum and dad spoke Gaelic, although they never uh, taught it to me. It was, uh, I I picked it up later on in life, uh, learned to preach in it as well. Is that right? Uh, Yeah. So they Um, spoke Gaelic in the home? They did to each other when they didn't want us to hear what they were saying. Ah, okay. So, but um, my wife and I speak it. Uh, She comes from the Isle of Lewis as well. Mm. And... um, um, I grew up in Glasgow and uh, was like, I say, was the son of a pastor, studied engineering in Aberdeen, went to work for a Silicon Valley company in the 1980s and um, was an engineer in the first part of my working life before uh, we eventually, I eventually um, applied for ministry in the Free Church of Scotland in 1992, uh, went back to seminary and graduated in 95. I had two congregations, one in Aberdeen in Scotland, both Free Church of Scotland congregations. Uh, We were in Aberdeen for six and a half years and then in Stornoway for another 12 years. Mm -hmm. And after that, in 2015, the church appointed me into the, the, what was then the Free Church College, which is now Edinburgh Theological Seminary. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, most of my um, church life has has been spent in pastoral ministry. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, some of it in in the northeast, and some of it in the northwest. Oh wow, that's yeah. wonderful! And how would you differentiate <clears throat> ministry between Aberdeen and Stornoway? What would be the difference in those contexts? Um, two different congregations altogether. Aberdeen was more cosmopolitan. Yeah. Uh, there were there were people from all over the world there, uh, and it was largely a student type ministry there mm. of course you had two main major universities in Aberdeen and um, so we had a great student ministry there we, we enjoyed our time there tremendously moved to Stornoway it was a much bigger congregation probably about five times the size of Aberdeen wow and um, but very traditional um, it was the northwest has always kind of followed a more traditional um, approach um, and that's part of the culture 
Um, there's no right or wrong in any of these things. Uh, there are various different cultural traditions in Scotland depending on, on where you are. There's northeast, there's northwest, there's southeast and southwest, right. and they're all slightly different from right. each other. Not too different than the United States. I, well, yeah, very different. Yeah, cultures. you have the north and the south, and yeah, that's right. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful. Well, yeah. we've. Um, I think maybe we've known each other for what, maybe oh, 10, 15 maybe, years, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. And yeah, uh, yeah. of course, it was lovely to catch up with you um, a few weeks ago in Edinburgh over, over a long dinner and, um, and good to hear uh, about what the Lord's doing at Edinburgh mm-hmm. Theological Seminary. And so I'm glad we could have this uh, talk on our, our podcast so that our own people can hear about some of the, yeah. the wonderful things that are going on. What are you, what are you most excited about right now as, as it concerns the I'm seminary? I'm always excited about the opportunity that there is to train students for mission work and mm. for ministry. Mm. Um, we provide uh, a range of theological topics at high level, high level. And that, that, that's something that we're, we're tempted to kind of water it down, to dilute it, to make it simple, uh, to reduce it, uh, we're not going to do that. We, I, do you I, see I, trends in modern seminaries sort of reducing things, dumbing uh, them down? I think there's always going to be that yeah. temptation. Yeah. yeah, I think there's always going to be that temptation. And it partly comes from the idea, well, I think partly because there's the idea that, that, that students are not as well educated when they begin. Right. Uh, and that is true. Um, the education system in the UK is not the best. Um, but that's a challenge, um, yeah. and I think it, it's it's a wonderful opportunity to um, to take students from where they are. It's yeah. not their fault that they're not educated, yeah. uh, but it's it's our it's our job to try and fix that and right. to try and teach them how to write critically, how to analyze, how to think through various subjects, um, and all of these topics require and demand careful thought and and educated thought. So. Yeah. Um, does that make it tough on the students? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and and I no apologies for that. I, I, I sometimes feel sorry <laughs> for them. I do feel sorry for them because they do get stressed. Yeah. Uh, some of them more than others, but all of them would say when they finished, "I'm glad I did this. Yeah. I really am glad. I've learned so much in the last three years." And to hear them saying that is hugely satisfying. Yes. Uh, because that means that when they do go into ministry, they go in more equipped. They're not who is fully equipped to go into ministry because right. a lot of ministry you have to learn on the job, and a lot of ministry you're facing things that you never imagined. Uh, we can't prepare ministers for everything, yes. but we can at least take, teach them the basics of theology and biblical studies, languages, church history practical theology to at least do what we can in the three years that we have um, and hopefully they will at least then have the tools and the skills to be able to progress that to the next stage. Of course God's word says that uh, the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few and we were talking over lunch about uh, the need for more laborers in, in Scotland and for God to uh, to raise up uh, young men to study for the ministry and to plant churches and to pastor churches. There's a, a kind of aging out of ministers right now that's happening uh, and something that our, our listeners should uh, be praying about for sure. But uh, how would you um, share with, with our people about how they can best pray? And, well, and you're things? right. Um, that the, There is a shortage of ministers at the moment, in, particularly in the, in the Free Church of Scotland, where I come from. 
I'm not quite sure why that is. And God could change that. Yes. Um, and we hope that he does and pray that he does. At the end of the day, um, it's for the Lord to act in the hearts of our, our younger men. Uh, and maybe not so young. Who knows? Yes. I mean, second career. Of, Your second career. My second career. And there have pe- been people going into ministry in midlife. Uh, and there is that opportunity. So what, we, what, what I'd ask people to pray for is that the Lord will provide for his church. Uh, men who are equipped and men who are convicted of the gospel and the truths of the gospel and who are unafraid to go and work and to face the challenges. And there are challenges, uh, in, as there are in churches over here. There's a challenge of modern life, of declining numbers, of uh, higher levels of resistance and apathy and uh, the whole woke culture and mm-hmm. all of these things can only be responded to by the gospel. Amen. The gospel is the answer to all of these things. So uh, sort of planting the flag for a minute on the idea of second career uh, pastors, you um, were how long in the, in the workforce uh, prior to going to seminary? 12 years. So yeah. 12 years. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's extraordinary. And to see how the Lord yeah. has used you. Now you well, look back and you see, you know, over 20 years of pastoral ministry. Now you're serving as the principal of Edinburgh Theological Seminary. Um, it, really, this is an encouragement, isn't it? To those listening who may be thinking, I wonder if the Lord is calling me to ministry. If perhaps perhaps I have, you know, the gifts and, yeah. uh, and, and maybe can explore that. I think uh, too often uh, men will get themselves into a rut in their career and think there's no way that I'll be doing anything else, whereas maybe the Lord could be calling them to ministry. Well, that's a really interesting uh, direction uh, because uh, that's how exactly what it was with me. I would love to have stayed in my career. I loved my career. Mm. I mean, and there was no way that I wanted to escape from it. I used to wake up in the morning and just look forward to going to work. There are very few people who, who, who yeah. have that testimony. Yeah. And, and I remember somebody saying to me at that time, well, well, that still doesn't mean that you don't go into ministry That's because it. it means that that you, if you do leave your career, it's not because you're being pushed out or because you're fed up with it. It's because you're making a conscious decision to do yes. what you feel called to do. Yes. I believe every young-ish man should be asking, am I equipped? Do I have the desire? Do I have the conviction? Do I have the interest in the gospel? Um, the gifts, I, yeah, the gifts, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I believe that it is incumbent on every young man who is seriously minded about the gospel, follows follows Christ, and who wants to see the kingdom of of the Lord growing in this world, to be asking, well, can I be part of that in ministry? Now we're all part of it anyway, yeah. and we should be playing our part. And maybe the answer is no. Maybe the answer yes. is stay where you are, stay what you're doing, yes. uh, but. I think that that it might be different to what we expect. Yes, I've spoken to to do diff- two different men in the past couple of weeks yeah. who have wondered if the Lord was calling them to ministry, and and it's a great point you make. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're simply in a rut or you don't uh, care for your job. You know, ministry is not a way out, no. uh, but. Um, there are those, of course, we know like Martin Lloyd-Jones, for instance, who is at the very top uh, of his profession as a medical doctor, and uh, the Lord called him away from it to, to go pastor a small church in yeah. Wales. Um, and then, of course, the Lord uh, put him in more uh, influential mm. places. But 
that wasn't why Lloyd-Jones went into ministry, uh, no. to be influential in that way, but the Lord raised him up in his, in his providence. Uh, but it's just an important thing, isn't it? Because as we see a decline of, of men coming up through the ranks, uh, it really is something we ought to be thinking about and praying about, that men who are in careers, um, either happily or unhappily, um, perhaps could be uh, uh, contemplating whether or not the Lord would call them into ministry. So, Ivor, if, if there's... Um, someone who's thinking, you know, I think I, I might like to, perhaps they're in college, they're getting ready to finish up, and they're thinking, you know, I think I, I'd like to, to do some, some studies in theology, historical theology, I'd like to earn a degree maybe overseas. Uh, maybe let us know why um, Edinburgh Theological Seminary would be a great place for them to study, and also um, what kind of degrees are offered there. Yeah, well, we uh, at ETS, Edinburgh Theological Seminary, uh, we are in the incredibly privileged position of being accredited by Glasgow University, which is one of the, the, the five top universities in, in Scotland. We've had a, a, a marvellous relationship with Glasgow University where they have supported us and they have uh, kept us on, on a high academic level. They've set the bar high and uh, we have enjoyed our working relationship with them immensely. So if someone studies with us on an accredited program, they graduate from Glasgow University with a real Glasgow University degree, which then can qualify them to do a whole uh, range of, of things. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are two things I would say. First of all, that there, there is the undergraduate provision that we can make. That's called the Bachelor of Theology. Now, that's slightly different from Bachelor of Theology here, it's on a higher level in the UK mm. than it would be here. Almost like it's, master's it's level. A, it's a, more like an MDiv yeah. uh, over here. Uh, but you would study, it's, it's either a three-year full-time course or a four or five or six-year part-time course where you can do a systematic theology, you can do Old Testament, New Testament, practical theology and church history. Um, so there's that one, that's the undergraduate provision. Um, the postgraduate provision consists of uh, THM courses, uh, first of all, in research, whatever you want to research. It could be something historical, it could be New Testament or Old Testament or yeah. systematics or, or something theological. If you have an interest in that, you've already done uh, an undergraduate degree, then okay. you, can, you can do that. And that's a two-year degree? No, it's a one-year. You can do it one, one year. year. <clears throat> and and our, our tuition fees are incredibly, especially right now, the dollar-pound rate is, yeah. is terrible yeah. uh, for, for me coming over yeah. here. Great for us. It's great for you. And yeah. that's, why I'm, that's what, what, I, what I'd like to emphasize, that, yeah. that for a student right now, now's the time. Um, to be applying for uh, something in the UK because uh, the dollar rate is so low. Um, But there Mm. are two top programmes. One is a a missiological programme in which you're exposed to a wide range of missiological ideas Mm. and you're encouraged to uh, do a lot of uh, missiology reading and um, to analyse from a whole range of, of missiological thought. The other one, uh, and the one which is my favourite, is the uh, THM programme in uh, Scottish Church History and Theology, mm. in which, again, you're, it's, a t- it's what we call a taught course, although there are no classes as such, but you're encouraged to read uh, 
a whole range of, of books that cover the Scottish, from the Scottish Reformation all the way up to around about 1900. And what a privilege to, to do that yeah. study in Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah. in the heart of, of Scotland with the, the best libraries yeah. uh, in, in Scotland and uh, some of the best libraries in Europe. Uh, and just a block from St. Giles Cathedral where yeah. John Knox preached from 1560 yeah. to 1572. Yeah. And uh, so you're, you're literally not only, you know, studying this history, you're living yeah. uh, in yeah. the midst of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, our location has got to be one of the best locations for any seminary yeah. anywhere in the world. Um, sometimes I go, come over here and I'm tempted to be, t- to be jealous of, of your the space and the facilities, but then I go home and I think, well, we've got the history, uh, and and it really is. Absolutely. It provides an atmosphere, as you well know. Yeah. <clears throat> it provides an atmosphere which is second to none when you're studying. You're actually in the environment itself, and and that helps a huge amount. You can do any of our courses completely online, so mm-hmm. you you can do it over here in the states or anywhere in the world. However, the best solution would be to actually make the investment and to come over and spend a year yes. or two in Edinburgh. And that way you can concentrate all your time uh, on studying and get the yes. most, get the best benefit from it. And being an encouragement to the church there, yeah. um, to come over, to study, to be an encouragement to the church there and to be encouraged by the church there. It really can be a, a, a really life-changing experience. Um, and PhD, the we, PhD program? We can arrange a PhD through Glasgow, okay. Okay. but we don't offer one okay. as such. Okay, yeah. so there'll be some supervision yeah. as well through, yeah. sure. through Edinburgh Theological Seminary. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's wonderful. Well, what are, um, what are some things we can be praying uh, for uh, the seminary about Ivor as, uh, as you look into 2023? Uh, well, um, I, I think that the what I would say in response to that is that we, can, can I ask you to pray for our students? Yeah. Uh, students for ministry today are facing new challenges all the time. Mm. Um, they're facing difficulties, complexities of modern life. Um, and they're having to try to sort of balance um, their, their commitment to the gospel uh, with the sensitivities that you need to, to live in a modern world or to minister a modern world. Um, so uh, our, our students need to be supported by the worldwide church. Um, can I ask to pray for more people, for more students, yeah. for, for churches to be filled? In the Free Church of Scotland, for example, um, there, uh, there's a whole bunch of us who are looking towards retirement in the next few years. And who's going to fill our places? And, yeah. and so please pray that the Lord will raise up uh, students who will be faithful mm. and who will be gospel-minded and who will not be afraid to say what needs to be said mm. and to bring the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ to mm. a lost and a dark world. Mm-hmm. And I know that from our conversation uh, a few weeks ago, there's a, a need for more uh, faculty, administration. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and uh, so always, uh, if there are opportunities for people to give yeah. towards the seminary, uh, that there are ways to do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, the seminary, is, is, it runs on a shoestring. And, mm-hmm. it, and we're so glad uh, for our friends and for the church that supports us. But they can only support, support us to a certain extent. Sure. Uh, if we really want to grow and to be strengthened the way and to develop the way that we want the seminary to develop, 
uh, we need to find funding and support from elsewhere. And um, it would be wonderful uh, to know that the Lord laid it on people's hearts to support the work of them. Sometimes theological education is, is it's seen as kind of not missional, but it is because we Absolutely. are training students to be missionaries Absolutely. in their places of ministry. Yes. And we're trying to uh, emphasize to them uh, what they need to be to be good, faithful ministers yes. and gospel workers and wherever they go. And I know ETS is uh, training men from around the world, but there, of course, always is this special heart focus on uh, the Free Church of Scotland and the need for uh, church planters and uh, men to come in and pastor churches uh, uh, where there are retiring ministers and such or ministers that have departed for various reasons. Um, and so uh, many prayers for these things uh, as, as well. Um, well, uh, Ivor, it's been a joy to, to speak with you. In terms of getting behind uh, the seminary, is there, is there a giving button on the website itself? There is, yes, there okay. is. Okay, and what's yeah. the website? Uh, ets.ac.uk. Okay, well, there you have it. Um, if you're interested in being a part of that uh, ministry, please uh, uh, click on that website and give. And, uh, and, and more importantly, be praying uh, for ETS and for their uh, important ministry in Scotland. It's, it's not like it used to be. You know, some people read uh, church history books and they imagine Scotland, if they've never been there, as being this place filled with churches and Christians. And uh, the percentages are um, very, very low as it concerns evangelical Christianity. Mm -hmm. When it comes to Reformed Christianity, the numbers are very small. And uh, so there's a real need and a, and a wonderful opportunity uh, for the church uh, to serve uh, in this, this country where we have such a great debt as, as Americans. Well, uh, Ivor, once again, so great Thank to have you. you here with us. Thank and uh, we look forward to hearing uh, the preaching of the word in just a, a short time here in our evening service. And uh, we're so glad that uh, you all joined us for this episode. And uh, we hope you'll join us next time on Between the Times.